0: I want to bring just a brief message based on the scripture that Brian read a moment ago. It's in Isaiah chapter 9. In verse 2, the people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them hath the light shined. To understand that more fully, you'd have to understand what Israel went through because of her sin. She had turned against God. The scripture speaks of her going whoring after other gods. They were in the land of the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Perizzites and all the others. And they were all pagan. And to understand a little bit more about it, you would have to read back in Genesis how when God led Abraham down out of Ur of the Chaldees and out of Haran down into what we know as Palestine, he said, I'm gonna give you this land. It will be yours, but not yet. Don't you touch the Hittites or the Jebusites or all those other groups. They are pagan. They are involved in all kinds of sin but the cup of iniquity is not yet full. Abraham was a spiritual challenge to those people. His nephew Lot was meant to be a spiritual challenge, but he got all caught up in the world, the flesh and the devil, went down to Sodom and identified, though he did not become a Sodomite, he identified with them so thoroughly that when the angels came to lead Lot out of that city, when he tried to talk to his kinsmen, he seemed as one who just mocked. They didn't believe him. He was so overwhelmed by the influence of his culture. 400 years went by before God led the children of Israel into that land and God told Joshua and this is a point of contention among many people today who read the Bible. They don't understand why Joshua would go in and exterminate people. God gave them 400 years to turn from their sins. They wouldn't do it. And finally, God said, I've, my patience has worn out. You remember we spoke this morning from Hebrews chapter 3, so they could not enter in because of their unbelief people today cannot enter heaven cannot enter the kingdom of heaven because of their unbelief and the people walked in darkness the children of Israel became cultural minded of the culture around them and instead of coming out from among them and being separate they became one with them. And God let them go into Babylonian captivity for 70 years. Then God said to Isaiah, You say to these people, the people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. This is called the prophetic perfect. It had not yet happened. But it was as if Isaiah had been translated years ahead. And said, look here, you say to the people, those who have walked in darkness have seen a great light. And that light was none other than the Lord Jesus. Every light is a reminder that Jesus is the light of the world. And then God said, Isaiah, you say to the people, unto us a child is born. Present, perfect tense. It had not yet happened. But it's a prophetic, perfect, present tense. A strange conjunction of script of, of the English language. He said, unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the mighty God. Amen the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, Isaiah. They haven't seen it yet. They haven't even seen the light, but it's coming. It's coming, and they'll see it. There's going to be a day when they'll see it. And unto us a child is born. And the song says, what child is this? When Mary and Joseph went down to Bethlehem because of the taxing under Cyrenius, they were vaguely aware of what was happening. Already, God had said to Mary, That holy thing conceived in yours of the Holy Ghost, you'll bring forth a son. Joseph warned in a dream that this holy thing conceived in Mary's womb was not illegitimate, it was God's son, the unique, only begotten Son of God. And Joseph and Mary were vaguely aware of that. And then the angel said to the shepherds, unto you is born this day in the city of David a savior, Christ the Lord. This shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. And perhaps at the same time, though we do not know the exact timing, over in the east, some men who had perhaps read some of the scriptures Daniel had written, and they were watching the stars, they saw a strange star. Now whether everybody saw that or not, we don't know. Some have believed there was a conjunction of planets and uh, Everybody could have seen it. It's strange that only the wise men saw and followed. And when they got to Jerusalem, Herod knew nothing about it. The scribes apparently knew nothing about it. I don't know whether they'd seen it or not. But when he said, where is he that is born King of the Jews? It scared Herod. And he decided to kill all the little babies down in Bethlehem. I don't know how many there were, probably not a whole lot. It was a little town. But that little babe, that little child, was born to die. He, the nature of God, the very Son of God, the unique Son of God, the only begotten Son of God, different from you and me. When we become children of God, when we're saved, we're sons of God. We're joint heirs with Jesus Christ, but we're not like Jesus. He is always above us. He is always God. As the choir put it, he is God of gods and King of kings and Lord of lords. And tonight, earlier as we saw in Trinity union when those banners came down the aisle and the lights were on them, King of kings and Lord of lords, my heart took a leap. Jesus is all that. Let's never take him for granted. What child is this? Born in a little manger. Let me sidetrack to say this, every child in this room tonight can be somebody. You don't have to live under the circumstances. I like to say to our bus kids when they listen, (laughs) bus kids, you don't have to live under the circumstances. You may come from homes that are divorced and homes that don't care, and your parents don't care to bring you to church, get you under the word of God. But you don't have to live under that the rest of your life. Amen. God can change you. Amen. What child is this? The little children here tonight can be somebodies. There's no way to tell what God can do with these little children. I wonder if Curtis would come up here a minute. Would you come up here just a minute and stand by me? Thank you. You, you trust me, don't you? Come up here and stand by me just a minute. Would you do that? He'd rather not. Okay, that's all right. I just want to tell you, Curtis, listen to this. You don't have to come, I understand that. But Curtis can become somebody great. As a matter of fact, I think I see God's hand on him. I've seen the Lord's hand on many of our kids and God is going to use them. You do not have to live under the circumstances. Steve is coming. Come on up here, Steve. Isn't that precious? He likes to come up here and preach anyway. (laughs) Steve, come up here and hold my hand a minute, will you? This is Steve. Can I hold you a minute? That'd be all right? Look at this little boy. Now listen, we had a little girl in our church family years ago. Her name was Kim. And she had the same problem that little Steve has. And her mother and daddy And her grandmother and grandfather decided they were not going to live under the circumstances. They taught that little child all kinds of things. Today she lives in Texas. She's a teacher in one of the schools in Texas. You do not have to live under the circumstances. He gives us power to become. What child is this? Jesus, the Son of God came to die on a cross for our sins. I don't know why God has sent Stephen, but he sure has been a blessing to me. We all love you, Stephen. He's been a blessing to our whole church. And we appreciate the way his mom and daddy have loved him. His girl his his sisters have come and prayed for him. And I'll tell you this little boy is going to be something for God. God bless you. You go back to your place now. God bless you, Steve. Thanks for coming you go back to your place now. you want to come and help him down there that's good what child is this well I'll tell you Jesus born to die on a cross for my sins and your sins that's who he is he was the supernatural son of God and God did something in my life because of Jesus he changed me. When I was just a boy I heard my pastor talk about Jesus and how God could do something with a boy's life. It was in the close of the depression years. We didn't have anything. We used to drink powdered milk, had beans and sometimes oatmeal. That was it. My mother somehow learned to Make something delicious out of nothing. And she taught us that we do not have to live under circumstances. And I want to tell you, it was I was a teenager before I knew how poor we were. I didn't know it. And God used my pastor. He' pointed out in the audience, and all the time his little finger would get right on my heart. And he would say, "God can use you. God can use you." There came a day when I offered myself to the Lord. I've made a lot of mistakes. and I have a lot to give account for when I get home to heaven. But I've asked God to use me. Amen. All there is of me on the altar. And I've meant it. Amen. And I want to tell you, anybody here on this Christmas Eve night can accept that same challenge. What child is this? Jesus? He's the one who can change your life and my life. And he's the one that can get inside of us and cause us to live above the circumstances of life. He'll do that for you. Whoever you are, if you're here and you've never confessed your faith in Jesus, why not tonight on this Christmas Eve night? And if you're already saved Is there anybody here who would offer your life to the Lord? And just say, Lord, use me. As we come to the close of this year, I want to ask you to use me. I don't want to be a dime a dozen. I don't want to be like the rest of the world. I don't want to be like my culture around me. I want to be somebody God can trust. Every teenage girl ought to have Mary as your example. A teenage girl that God could trust with his secrets. Every young man ought to be, have Joseph as an example, a young man that God could trust with his secrets and when he found out that that precious one he loved was with child, he was such a noble man who was gonna put her away privately and God said, no, don't do that. You have the honor of being the foster father of the Son of God and Joseph and Mary accepted that role. Highly favored are they god has something for you he has something for you to do would you say an eternal yes to him may we pray our father we're so grateful that so many people have come on christmas eve just sit here at the foot of the christmas tree look at all those beautiful lights that remind us of jesus at the top of that that tree an old rugged cross Reminding us that God so loved the world. That that little child born in a manger was born to die on a cross. But that wasn't the end. Three days later, he was alive and is alive forevermore. And is able to enter any life that will invite him in. We pray that tonight as we close the service, we will close with a commitment to you that we would say, Jesus, I give you myself. best offering I can give. I've given something to missions, and I've given something to the church, and I've given something to the budget offering, and I've given something to this and that and the other, and I've bought presents for people. But, Lord, I want to present myself as a present to you. I want you to use me. And if you'll say that to him, he'll take you seriously. Our Father, help us to offer ourselves to you in Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand, what page are we seeing? Jesus, I come to thee out of my darkness. Jesus, I come to thee. The altar is empty. It's God's altar. If you want to come and just pray, you can. You want to come make a commitment to the Lord? If you're here and you're not saved, will you come to Christ? This will not be a long invitation, but what a wonderful Christmas Eve way to spend this night offering ourselves to God.